0: Welcome to episode 10 on Coffee with Braz, brought to you by Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation. Love the game. So footy's over and netball's about to begin. And I thought, why not do an interview with myself? But I guess I can't interview myself. So I've brought in someone that means so much to me, my wife, Brooke Brazel. Hi there. But first, let me talk to you about my wife, Brooke Brazel. Now, this woman is one special human being to me. Not only is she my wife, she is my best friend, my rock, my partner in crime, and Lewis's favourite mum. I could have asked anyone to interview me today, but I thought, why not get the one person that knows me better than myself? I am so lucky to have this special human by my side through the highs, the lows, and through all the tough decisions. Hopefully she doesn't take my job for the following weeks. Now let me hand the microphone over to the one and only, Brooke Razzle. Ash. Ash. Thanks, Hello Brooke.
1: Thanks for coming to... Hello, Ash. Ash. Thanks, Hello Brooke. Thanks for coming to my Coffee with Raz, my first ever podcast and the best ever yet.
0: That suits you. You're on the wrong side. I don't like it. This
1: is my camera side, even <laughs> though we're on a podcast. <laughs> um so coffee order. Thankfully you brought them in. What do what are we having?
0: Well, uh, everyone should already know this, but I have a flat white. So do I. Um, so do you. And uh, interesting fact though, because this is where the whole flat white came in, right? I'm blaming you because right. seven years ago when we met the love of our life and la-di-da-di-da, we had a kid, whatever, I didn't drink coffee. Did you not? No. Oh. I remember the first time we went out with your friends and I had a hot chocolate and then it slowly grew. I thought that
1: was funny
0: at the time. Yeah, I was still the kid. You must remember. i breaking it out there. She's five years older than me, guys. She's the adult in the relationship. But we went and had coffee slash hot chocolate. And then the only reason I started with the coffee is because I was just trying to impress you and be the adult (laughs) (laughs) alongside you. So I remember I I went to a weak latte. Do you remember those days?
1: Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I think you moved to flat white just because I was so bad at ordering it. It was just easier. Have yeah. what you're having.
0: Flat white happened in Melbourne because we felt like yeah we tried to be really cool once we moved yeah. over. And I remember you went flat white almond milk.
1: I tried almond milk, but it's really touch and go. Uh, yeah,
0: it all yeah. got a bit awkward. But now we're both simple. One of us just orders it two flat Whites, please. Yeah, and generally large. It is. It's pretty it's nice. Always large. So thank you for putting me on um the flat white bandwagon. However, I do find it weird. Um, it is my podcast technically yours today but i'm drinking out of the guest cup so i don't know how i feel about it the handle's on the wrong side i need to fix it
1: (laughs) that was bad ordering
0: oh my bad
1: all right well (laughs) let's get into what we're here to talk about um and it's not about me which is always hard for me to talk about so we're going to get into your netball journey first how did it all start for you
0: um well it started pretty pretty young um I remember it starting well, way before I even played. Um, we used to watch, like my brother and I used to watch mum and dad play indoor netball. Um,
1: Rose and Grantis. Yeah,
0: they big netball fans. And um, I remember Jake and I loved it because we were like three, five years old and um, obviously indoor being the nets. So we always got to be on the court next to it. They always had it vacant for the kids and it was just like a kid's party. Yeah, and cool. I remember thinking, like, yeah, that's my goal, like, I really want to play with mum and dad and I used to watch them and I used to think they were the best players ever and, like, they were. Like,
1: What positions did they play?
0: Mixed up. Um, dad would play either end. Like, he could be a goalkeeper, a goal shooter. Like, dad's just He's bloody good at everything. <laughs> yeah, and mum, um, she's probably the same, but I remember her playing goal defence. It's <laughs> <laughs> a funny story. It's why I'm laughing. Is I remember one time I was watching and my mum ripped the shreds out of my dad because <laughs> he threw the ball against like the net or something and then it smashed mum in the face oh god and that was it i just remember them like mum was like what are you doing grant like and (laughs) i I don't know why mum and dad probably don't remember that but i thought it was the funniest thing ever into your memory yeah and so that was yeah i guess my introduction to netball and and wanting to play and um, obviously back then i didn't know you could play for australia i didn't know it could be a career for me but i just wanted to play with mum and dad and um unfortunately um mum had a really bad arthritis and she had to give up the game younger than she probably would have wanted to. Um where dad continued to play and oh, um I was 13 and I remember we played um state indoor together um and everyone always found it so weird because I'd be like, "Yeah, dad, pass me the ball." And people would stop and be like, "Is that your dad?" And like and Gosh. then instead of them being like, "To dad or your daughter's really good, they'd be like, damn, your dad's good. And I was <laughs> like, why isn't it the other way around? But um, for me, like that's one of the best memories is playing netball with dad and having a laugh and we'd take the whole family, like, because it wasn't, you didn't play at one area, like you travelled the whole state every weekend and we made a family event out of it. We'd go early in the morning, would wherever it was, if it was around a beach location, like Jake and I would go for a, a boogie board and go out with dad and then like would head to have lunch, then head to the netball and, and it just became this family thing and um poor Jake, it's probably why he hates Netball but um he's
1: very good at watching is. netball. He knows what he's watching. Yeah, well he could
0: he, be a coach. He's done it his whole life and don't you know him? He thinks he could be a coach. Yeah. So, um and he probably could be Shout but out Jake. Um yeah, like I am very lucky that I have two parents and same with Jake that um, we have two parents that just love sport and would give anything a crack and um, lucky for me it was netball that I watched and I just fell in love with it.
1: And then what about you getting into actual netball? Was it Dilly your first team?
0: Dilly, shout out. Um, yeah, so I, I played – so Dilly is where I grew up. Um, that's my rep um, my rep team and I, my club team was Bargo, so that's where I actually grew up and lived. Um, but to make the rep team that was making Dilly and –
1: this is a story I think we need to share. How uh, you made your first rep team,
0: which is massive, right? Like, yes. did you play rep? Because you're a um, netballer. Everyone listening and, and watching, Brooke was a netballer. S- Gold defence, state league player.
1: Mate, I, I could have been everything. <laughs>
0: Joking. She's not. Um, <laughs> she's. She always tells Richo that she's ready to step up.
1: Um, uh, even Stacey Marankovic, When you are ready, I'm ready. <laughs> um, no, but a rep team is huge. And no, I never made a rep team.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Bale, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, nah, it was good. Um. So yeah, obviously we had rep trials for our local um, association, and and it was so big. Like oh, I, we we grew up in Campbelltown, which is like half an hour away from um, the area. Then we then moved to and Nepal was massive. Like at trials, you'd have like over a hundred people trialing. Um, and then when I was in year two, we moved. Oh, sorry, year four. Um, we moved to the country, which we call the country. It's not really the country now, but um, there was three or four, um, asphalt courts and three grass courts. So they like, that's all it was. So I've gone from a place still like that. (laughs) I've gone from a place where there's a hundred courts to three courts. And I, that was a big shock for me. And I remember there was the tryout call out and, um, was super excited, get really nervous and, oh, you know, I'm just new. Hopefully I make it. We get there and like mum's checking the time and oh, we must be really early. No, we're not early. There's just five people there trying out. Like,
1: and you need seven on one team to take the seven court. on
0: the court. But you've got twelve to to actually make a team, especially like you're under 11s all the way to under 15s. And um, it was the best because like we rocked up to trials five. We were the automatic ins, but then we got to call up all our friends and be like, "Do you want to play rep netball?" Um, yeah, so we got to play with our mates and, um, we were the first team in Wallandilly, or oh, probably second, but years ago, like that actually. So there's three levels in Netball New South Wales, one obviously being the best of the best and always, we we were number three. And so we'd play the third competition in a different area to one and two. And anyway, that year we won, um, division three, which was unreal wow. for um, Wallandilly. It was massive. Like we made the local paper and everyone's like, I'm. I'm pretty sure Mum's still got it framed somewhere.
1: I'm sure she does.
0: <laughs> um, and then like you got we went up to div two, we won that, and then we went up to div one. So at this stage we're like fourteen and um and
1: same group of girls. Same group of
0: girls. And so we're at these trials and everyone is in lycra. Like they're in the new body suits. Yes. Yeah, so everyone's looking professional, Lycra, new Asics, socks pulled up. Everyone's looking like like just awesome. Anyway, we rock up. We think and we look pretty cool. We've got like old wall and dilly we have got the little pleated skirts where you still got to zip it up.
1: Were they parachute material, like No, silk? no,
0: we were like, we weren't even at that level. Oh, gosh. We were like cotton material okay. like that you can buy from like, I don't even think you buy them anymore. K-Mart. But you now get them from like the op shop because yeah, yeah, that's okay. where people have put them. Um, And they were apricot. Beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And then we had a white polo. Oh, nice. With apricot like. What are, like, what are these called? Collars. Collars. Yeah. <laughs> it was apricot collars. and
1: um, What w- colour were your bibs?
0: Apricot. Oh, oh that's, beautiful. That's our colour. <laughs> um, and it's so funny now because, like, well, we went to Division 1. We lost every single game, but every single t- time at halftime we were up, they had to change it, put their best players on, and then we'd lose. But we made it all the way to Div 1, and, um, yeah, that was just the best. Like, all of our parents got along because we were friends and – um, you know, we're like the likes of Casey Le Chloe Robinson, who um, people probably don't know the name, but they made it through um, New South Wales juniors, state level, um, awesome players. Like even ANL level, you know. So I think our age group was such a good group that went through that that era, um, and it was so cool that we've we've come from a little town that no one had heard about, and now like you have the likes of Ann Sargent. Um, for people that don't know netball, she's an Australian. Diamonds great, um, and currently a diamonds a netball Australia diamonds selector to make the actual team. And whenever she talks about like state, she'll talk about Walland because the year we played, I actually played against her daughter, and she just talks about the uniform, not about oh, how really? good we were. She's like, "Oh, I remember the Walland with the apricot skirts," and it's just like, "Oh, cringe." But um, I'm glad she remembers this. So I guess. Do that's they still a good thing. wear apricot now? Yeah, so we're in um the black we're now in lycra so we've we've upgraded right. um we've got apricot and white stars
1: oh awesome that's um, a change for the better yeah
0: so we're we're mostly back but you can't get rid of apricot it's definitely <laughs> a strong color for us
1: and then how did you then start to go professional with netball um so how'd you go from apricot to black and white
0: That <laughs> was a bloody long story brooke <laughs> um, <laughs> black and white years in the making
1: well we'll cut it down
0: um oh for me, I think the turning point for me realising that netball could be um, a career. Like, because I, I didn't know it could be a career. So this whole the whole time I played netball, um, it was just fun. Like, and it yeah. still is, you know. Like, we have the debates all the time. Like, it's my career. Um, I can't call it, like, it's just fun. But it is just fun. Like, I feel like whenever I cross that line, I'm that kid wearing that apricot skirt. And I'm yeah. representing not just me, but all those girls that have ever wear that dress you know like it's it's just fun and well you never call it work no well, it's not yeah it's a game it's mm. like you can't call it work because man how many people would want to be in my position that they get to play one or two sports that they love exactly you're looking keep... at
1: one yeah
0: <laughs> that's that's what i get every day you know i think you keep me pretty honest and and humble in that regard but um yeah where i think for me when it got serious was when i went to the AIS, um so the Australian Institute of Sport and um, it was the first time like, I, w- I went from like training once a week and playing on the weekends and on the weekends I'd play like 10 games. Anyone that needed a fill in, like I was Prize there. would do it. Yeah, put me in. Um, I didn't care what age group it was. I just wanted to play netball. And then I went to the AIS, which was a massive shock for me because we went from, yeah, that one session to training every single day, moving away from my family, living in Canberra with a bunch of girls I've never met before. Um and everyone talking about World Youth Cup, I didn't even know what that was. Mm. I didn't even know. Like obviously I watched the Swifts, I watched the Diamonds, like I was a geek. Like I loved netball. Like I remember and so embarrassing. But I remember like the first day we got to the AIS and Norma Plummer was there who was the Australian Diamonds coach at the time and she was like to sat us all down and was like how much of an honor it is to be at the AIS and this is the start of your journey. And I remember just like, this lady you is in awe. in awe, but also she is so scary. Like, she still oh, is. And I was just trying to impress. Um, and I remember she was standing there and she was chatting away. And she's like, all right, I want, I want anyone. Tell me who the Diamonds players are. Everyone's looking around. Here I am, right, thinking everyone's too scared to talk to Norma Plummer. No, they just didn't know who the, it was in the Diamonds oh, wow. team. And I, I, like, put my hand up and I was, like, the new kid. A few of the girls have been there a couple of years. Like, and this is, like, the Sharni Laytons, Amy Steele, like, Laura Sherrion, like, those big name players, like, that have come through. And so I was, like, put my hand up and she's, like, yep. And I was, like, oh, like, Monia Gerard, like, quietly. She's, oh, like, she was yep. my favourite. Yep. Mate, it still is to this day, like, one of my idols um who else Catherine cox yeah who else liz ellis like you were answering all of them every like and then it got to the point where she was like okay anyone else (laughs) (laughs) i was like how did and because like i guess back then also we're pretty lucky like the starting seven of the swifts were all diamonds players so i was just like rattling off the swifts um and then she told me to stop and everyone like had to answer but like no one knew and like that was our homework was to to get to know and support the league that we wanted to play in because exactly. if we're not watching, then who is, you know?
1: And did you have a special person's card in your bag
0: at the AIS? <laughs> it's cut still to this day. It's quite embarrassing because now she's a head coach of <laughs> five um, five Eards, which is just kills me. Um, yeah. So Megan, Megan Anderson um, was my favorite player of the Swifts. Um, and she was like a goal attack, wing attack. And I was a goal defense, wing defense. So like completely opposite positions. And it was purely down to we, uh, um, our, our Wall and Dilly Association took us to watch the Swifts game. And we, uh, this was my first time ever watching the Swifts and went down and we got to go on court and um, the players were scattered everywhere. And we got to run up and ask them, oh, can we just have your signature? And back then you had like little player cards. And a few players I went up to like gave you no time, signed it, but were still talking to someone, one of their friends and family. And I and went up to Megan Anderson, I was like, oh, can you please sign my card? And, and I'm pretty sure I said to her, great game. I don't even know if she played or not that game. Because <laughs> like, I have no idea. And she signed and she was like, how are you going? Like, thanks so much for coming to the game and um, asked me if I played netball. And it was just that like smallest interaction, like it would have lasted five seconds. But to a kid meant the world to me. Mm. Like it, it was it actually was the best thing in my career that i reckon made me who i am today and realized like we wouldn't be here or have this opportunity if it wasn't for supporters or like yeah the kids and and i wouldn't be here if she didn't say that to me because mm-hmm. i was like i want to be you one day yeah and so yeah it's i've laminated the card because it's so old yeah we um, still have it <laughs> and i still and it's yeah something i'm probably never going to throw away because it's just a reminder to be you know how lucky i am and, and how something so small something that Megan probably has said to a million players, Mm. a million little girls that it had such a massive impact on me that I was like, I need to be the Megan Edisons in Mm. this netball world because it's very rare that people actually... Take
1: the time these days. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah,
0: it just meant so much to me and it might sound so silly to so many people but, yeah, it definitely was still to this day, I felt so cool. And I remember thinking after oh, game, thanks, Megan. Imagine if I was friends with her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> imagine if I could say, like, Megan Anderson or Catherine Cox were, like, my friends, and now they are. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's cool amazing. that they're still in the sport to... Um, Megan's probably, yeah, finds it weird, but, yeah, to have someone I look up to still in the game today when I'm in it is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's special.
1: And so then AIS, you did a year there. Um And then you moved you were able to get into the swifts how did that happen
0: yeah so i was probably one of the only athletes um and shani that loved the AIS. so a lot of the girls struggled um because you know you're turning 18 it's the time of your life everyone's going out your friends are going out you're missing parties you're missing um birthdays and um so yeah everyone i guess was homesick um i was lucky that canberra was only two hours away from um, my house however i never went home um And for me, it was massive because, um, and uh, like this is widely documented, but like that's when I came out, like I really struggled um, being gay. And now like I look back and I'm just so grateful. I I have parents that always encouraged me to be myself, um, not knowing that I was going to be gay because I reckon that probably would have flipped back then. (laughs) They didn't (laughs) want me to be myself. (laughs) Um, But Why did it happen in Canberra? It happened in Canberra because... Um, well, I think I was only a year at home where I was questioning it. Um, I had boyfriends and whenever it got a bit, you know, oh, maybe this could happen. I was like, nope, like not happening. I'm and not going to any base. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to go to first base. Yeah. I don't want to kiss you. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I didn't want to be gay and, we're from a small country town. And the, t- the time, like, I know it's only 10 years ago or probably longer now. It's, so much has changed. 15 years ago. Mm and yeah so much has changed and we're lucky like the world we live in now but it just wasn't accepted i didn't know anyone gay there was no one gay in the media there was just all i knew about gay people is that a lot of them lived on oxford street in sydney yeah right <laughs> which is where the <laughs> might of like that's i honestly believed if you were gay you had to live on oxford street yeah like, right sounds so silly but like that's what i thought you had to do and if i wanted to meet someone i had to go live there or go there and but I didn't want to go out because, will that ruin my netball career? Yeah, okay. Um, Will I disappoint my parents? I like, I love my mum and dad. I don't want them to be upset. Um, And also like, I'm only like 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Is this even a thing? Yeah. Like I hadn't been with a girl, so why am I thinking that? Um, And then I went to the AIS and it was like, I could just be me. No one knew who I was. Like my teammates didn't even know my name like when I first got there. Mm -hmm. So I could just be whoever I wanted to be. Um, And I started playing footy down there um, at the AIS secretly when Simone was the coach. And um, it was the first time I ever interacted with other gay people. Yeah, right. And turns out they're just normal people as well. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I wasn't (laughs) expecting that. Um, And they were beautiful. Um, And they just thought I was straight. They didn't see me any other way. They didn't care if I was straight, if I was gay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took me to actually hang out with these girls to be like, why am I trying to be someone I'm not? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be living a better life if I can be who I am, if I can. um, Yeah, I'm not trying to hide anything. And it it took me a long while to get there, but it, it was definitely because of those footy girls and, mm. um, and just the clear space being somewhere you hadn't grown up. Yeah. No one knew me. Yeah. And like, I was always like, I'm probably only going to be here for a year, mm. you know? So who cares if I stuff up here, I can go back and be the straight mm. brass that everyone thinks I am back home. If I don't like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you live like
1: that now, actually just mm-hmm. you're yourself. Um, you only think about the next day Um, And you're really true to yourself.
0: So yeah, thankfully you went to Canberra. Yeah, thankfully. Um, And yeah, but you know, it's tough. And Mm. it doesn't matter what area you live in. If you live back then, if you were 20 years before me, um, if you're coming out now, like it's still hard. It doesn't matter what world you live in because you think it's going to change people's opinion. And I guess the biggest thing I've learned from that is like, I didn't lose a friend. Mm. I didn't lose my parents. Like I remember like, mum and dad obviously like they found it hard and i remember my dad sitting down with me and going and i was like why is it so hard and we're going out with swift so i was in a dress and he's like you're beautiful and i was like but what's different dad mm. like and he and he said to me like it's i don't care that you're gay or you're going to be with a woman he's like you know but you always wanted to get married you you talk about kids you've always wanted to be a mum." like and he was so worried that i wouldn't Find someone that could support me, and which was so then, like that mm. that era, that time, and and I get it now, especially now being a parent. Like yeah, absolutely. You get You're
1: it. only want what's best, yeah. And children. that was dad, and like, yeah.
0: It, and from him saying that, I was like, bloody hell, I'm lucky mm. because going back to the footy girls in Canberra, so many of them were kicked out of home. Mm. Like we're living with friends, we're living couch to couch because they'd just come out, and so many people weren't accepting of it. So. Like so lucky that I've been brought up in the household I did. But, um, I'm so lucky yeah. I married into it. They're a beautiful family. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> yes,
1: they're awesome. And yeah. thanks for having Ash. No,
0: nah, but yeah, I think, yeah, that was the biggest turning point for me mm-hmm. because I could be who I was and like you said, it's the way I live my life now because life's too short to be someone else.
1: So you mentioned footy. So you obviously were playing footy still at a young age and I think it even started younger still. My favourite team of all your sporting teams is the Bargo Bulldozers. (laughs) It's
0: a good name, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So, this is how footy began for you. Yeah, so footy. um, Footy started with me when we moved out to Bargo. Um, Your country town. My country town. Um, It's not really a country town, it's just, it's only an hour out of the city. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it started at school because, to be honest, I didn't even know AFL was a sport. Why? Yeah, New South Wales, they're just rugby mad. Yeah, and I was rugby man, right. you know, like, I'm not now, but even living in the state, like, I loved rugby. I loved it. I, I can remember dad would take us to the rugby league. My cousin played for the West Tigers. As kids would um, go to the game and sit on the hill and hope for a try to be down your end so you could try and catch the conversion. Like, it was awesome. Well, like, I don't even understand yeah. that language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you're Western Australian. You're AFL. You're your AFL is in your blood, way. you know, and... Um, It wasn't until we moved out to Bargo and I went to school and one of the coaches there um, grew up in Victoria and barracks for Essendon Um, and he was the best teacher. Like I loved him. Um, John Holshear, shout out. Like he he definitely um, introduced the right sport to me. And um, back then, like, you know, obviously only the boys played Um, and there was the Paul Kelly Cup, which is – Um, they introduced a new sport, a new league where it was just girls. Um, and that was awesome because again, you could just ask all your friends wanted to play, they could play. And, um, it was like, I think it had to be year four, year five. And, um, we just played our our local, local areas and then we, we beat every team. Like we were good. Like we were so good. And then, um, were you on the ball forward? Well, back then you had to change. So every okay. quarter, it's like if you started back, then you went forward, then you no, went mid, okay. back, um, off. Rotated. Yeah, and it was like kick rules. Like you weren't allowed to leave your area. Okay. So pretty much I was playing netball. Yeah, you yeah. You know, like it was a netball court and you could just kick goals. Um, and so, yeah, we d- did that, won that. Then a couple of weeks later we went to the next level. So like um, your zone, we won that. Next level. Won all that and like we we're playing schools that are like all over New South Wales, like it was yeah. massive. And then we like, we made it to state and um it was p- wicked. We had like a few of the Swans players down um and yeah we ended up winning every single game. Like we Amazing. were undefeated. Like you talk about this team, like you played in it yesterday. <laughs> it was the best. And I got um just gonna pump my tires up here. I got player of the whole tournament. And I remember we got, like, a, a footy signed by, like, Eamon Buchanan and get, like, just, like, Megan Anderson's story. Eamon <laughs> Buchanan became my favourite player. Um, and, yeah, it was just cool. Like, because, one, I didn't even know it was a sport. Yeah. And now I'm playing at the highest level where, you know, people say it's a dream come true. Like, for me, it's not even a dream because... Mm, you I didn't know it was a possibility. Did not know it was a possibility. Like, yeah. for me, footy is just that fun. It's where I first... In my whole time, like when I realized I was gay, I could be me. Mm. So whenever I play footy, it's not like, oh, I'm playing footy and yeah, it's fun. I'm actually playing footy and I'm enjoying it because I'm being myself all over again. And like so many memories come back. It's
1: all those good times. Yeah, it's just fun. And
0: yeah, yeah, footy for me is just fun and it's been fun like the whole time I've been a part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, and it—the joy that footy brings you—is so obvious. You're like a whole new wife, which I love. Well,
0: that's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> what was I like before that? No, you were Must good. Have been but terrible. You no,
1: know, you were pretty good. You've always been great. But footy. That <laughs> was fun too, But
0: footy is definitely the fun side of me.
1: But footy had to stop. So Ais, he played on the side a little bit. Went into the Swifts. Footy stopped at that point. Yeah.
0: Yes, footy stopped.
1: And how long did you play the Swifts for? Two years. Okay. Um, and then we moved to West Coast Fever.
0: Yep, then I moved over west.
1: And you met the love of your life. Talk yourself up, babe. <laughs> that's okay. No, I definitely did. And w- at what point did you fall in love with me? Was it when I was playing social netball?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I was playing social netball. She was watching in the crowd. She couldn't help it. She
0: had to come down and get
1: my number. And that's how we met.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. But let's let's just go, like... You asked me when was the first time I fell in love with you. So you were just the straight girl. Like you'd never been with a girl before. You were five years older than me. I was new to Perth. I had no friends besides my netball team, a couple friends outside um, of my netball team. But like my thing was like, I need to meet people. Like, and you know me, like when I'm playing sport, I'm an extrovert. When I'm at home, I'm an introvert. Absolutely. Like, you question if i even like people sometimes yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you're not that friendly yeah no but like I'm, I'm two different people at sport and at home and so like for me trying to make friends was hard and i remember um we all we met and we went to a basketball game and and we sat there watching the basketball just as friends and i saw nothing else but then a friend And I remember calling my mum after the game because all we did was speak to each other the whole game. Like I've never spoken that much to a person in my life, let alone a stranger, getting in the car and Sally, who's my best mate. I was like, mum, I've met an Sal. Like I've finally got a best friend in WA and they're not netball related. Like I feel like now WA can be home because I've got people I can hang out with. And then like two months or two weeks later, two months, two weeks later you're like, oh, I've got feelings for you. And I almost died because I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't lose my best friend. And um, like, look at us now. We're all loved up. We've got a baby boy and life's bloody fantastic. Well, the funny thing was... I said, come to the basketball,
1: but so that I looked really cool because you were this cool netballer, I invited as many friends. You had dreadlocks, I know. People can't imagine that now, which (laughs) is really funny, but she did. Um, But I invited as many friends as I could so that you would think that I was this super popular person. Um, And then I didn't talk to any of them and they were thinking, who the hell were you? Because I completely didn't speak to my own friends that night.
0: And now knowing you like, and your friends, there were... There's like a school friend, your best friend, netball friends, people that I don't even oh, know. I who called were. upon everybody. Like, these people didn't even know each other. <laughs> I know, they didn't. Um, but you thought I was cool. And then then. No, well, you obviously thought I was cool to do this. Well, so. I did. So
1: and then our winning. next date, I organised an even bigger group of friends, hired out a whole bowling club, um, and we went, we did lawn bowls. Ash was terrible. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm terrible at bowls. But we did win our team, though. This is why, like, I also fell in love with you because I was like, "This girl's so cool. Look at how many friends you have." And that we've was never done that ever again. Well, it worked. I didn't have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to. <laughs> Terrible. Um,
1: but the funny thing was. You gave me a lift that night later. Oh, you were. i also to about this. So, this is a very funny story. And Ash was trying to be cool. So, I was trying to recruit all this renter crowd. So, I looked great. Meanwhile, Ash had deliberately put her surfboard in her car to impress me. So, I thought she was like this cool surfer as well. So, that, that worked. why so I, I
0: don't think, I reckon I've surfed once. I never
1: saw you surf on that board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it worked. Yeah, it was. It was a good prop. And um, on that, it, so everyone knows the context. I didn't care, Rio. So this was surfboard a very small was car. jammed in between us, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry, Like, I've just gone for a surf." Just come from the waves, which I, I did go to the beach. I don't think I surfed though.
1: <laughs> well, it worked.
0: It worked. Winning.
1: So you're at the uh, sorry the West Coast Fever for five years.
0: Yeah, five or six. Yeah, That's um, a long
1: time. Great netball you were playing.
0: Yeah, like and. Um, only netball I knew, you know, I think moving to the Swifts, uh, sorry, moving to the Fever was a massive um, draw card. I was with the Swifts for two years, um, sat on the bench, which is always going to happen when the starting seven play for Australia. And they were just amazing athletes, but didn't matter if we were up by 20, down by 20, i never got on. Um, And then the opportunity to Fever came and um, the head coach was Norma Plummer. And, um, you know, what better opportunity to to be coached by the ex-Australian coach for a first year out of being in that position. So it was a massive opportunity for me. Um, I never really understood how big of a move it would be um, moving to WA until I got over there and realised how far away mum and dad were. And um, I think for the first week or two, I was really homesick and I wasn't expecting that. Um, I lived with um, Verity Charles, and Chanel Gomez um, for my first year. So two teammates um, and we all had our little phases where it was like, we are so far away from home. You know, like if someone was sick, it wasn't like we're on a flight and it's an hour, you know, like flights were like for Chanel going to Brisbane was six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was pretty far away. It's um, an isolated city. Yeah, but it's the city I fell in love with. I fell in love with the team. Like still to this day, Fever will always be really close to me, close to my heart. Um, they gave me the opportunity. I got to be the captain over there um, and it was bloody hard leaving mm. um, and I made some really good friends, people that I'm always going to be friends with and um, like I said, it's people will always be close um, to me and you because that's where really my career took off.
1: But another turning point for your career, so AIS was one but then also coming to Collingwood um, and the move to Collingwood was massive and I remember a lot of people were carrying on about um, your motivations for moving yeah. um, and for fame and fortune, you know, Collingwood, <laughs> Eddie is going to give you a million bucks to sign on. That'd be nice. And it used to infuriate me because I thought no one actually knows that that situation mm. um, and I thought this podcast is a great opportunity to clear the <laughs> air on that. So your move to Collingwood, what was your actual motivation?
0: Oh, there's so many, you know, like. Um, even just thinking back, like that was five years ago. Mm. Um, that feel not a feel, world away. Does not feel five years ago, does it um, not at all? I think, yeah, it was tough. I remember trying to even make this decision was the, the hardest thing in my netball career I've ever done. Um, and I think about it all the time, you know, like as those fever girls, that are still currently playing a teammates of mine that I I used to play with Mm -hmm. teammates that I love when I play against them. I'm like, Oh, I miss you guys. And, um, but I think, yeah, it was a a call I had to make like being a part of the club for five to six years. Um, in that time I had one diamonds opportunity and it was when Renee Ingalls fell pregnant. Um, but I just, you know, I was in there because someone was pregnant. So it wasn't my team. I never felt a part of it. Of the Diamonds. Of the Diamonds. Yep. Um, And I remember every year, like, Lisa Alexander would come in and we'd have a chat, why am I not making it? Um, And it came down to, like, I remember the last time we chatted and, like, my game needed to change, she said. So my my game needs to change and it's not going to change here. And, like, that kind of hit home Mm. pretty hard. And um, that year we made finals. It was a good year, um, Firebirds knocked us out, um, who, who are a great side. And I remember from that point, because, you know, when you get told I'm not my game's not going to change here, you like my I just change everything. You know, like my goal now is now to prove you wrong and I'm going to prove you so wrong that you're going to have to pick me, you know, and um, yeah, be so like my motto is be so good that, that they can't, can't say no. no, you know, like I say that to you all the time yeah. and So it was tough because we lost. The Diamond Squad got announced. I wasn't in it. And I was like, well, how am I going to get into this team? Like, that's my goal. I remember as a kid I used to line all the teddy bears up. And I was like a little kid and I used to pretend I won a gold medal at the Olympic Games. I used to get up and then I'd sign all these little teddy bears. Yeah, and I was like. Like, my goal still hasn't changed from, like, a five-year-old. Like, I know netball is obviously not in the Olympics, but I want to represent my country. Mm. And at the time, like, I had my blinkers on. Like, yeah, like, even winning a premiership wasn't good enough. I wanted to play for Australia. I wanted that gold medal. Like, and in netball, that's the pinnacle. Mm. That's what you aspire to. Yeah, that's what I wanted. And um, I remember getting the phone call off collingwood and you know we we obviously had a i say we because we're the unit that moved over here um we had a few offers from a different all different areas um and it was tough because everywhere we had you know obviously had the sydney side and i'm like well my, my parents are there so great we've got family we've got this here like what were the pros and cons and and Collingwood um, was obviously the, the new team on the block. Footy wasn't even a thing. I didn't even mm. care about footy. I just wanted to, how am I going to get better, right? And so every single coach we spoke to, he obviously had lots of questions. Yeah, Where are we going to live? What are we going to do? Um, and the biggest thing was, yeah, so my question to the coach, only had one, is what? how are you going to make me a better player? And every coach that I spoke to pumped me up. No, we don't need to make you a better player. We want you because you're the best wing defence in the world. Like, and it was great. You know, obviously, it pumps your ego up. You're pretty Feels excited. Feels nice. Feels great. And like, you, you know, as an athlete, you want to hear that. You know, because they want you, so you want that. But the difference with Christy, and this was the turning point with Collingwood, is she did say, you know, like, we love you as an athlete, and that's why we want you. But this is where your game needs to change. And this is Lisa said to me. You, your game needs to change. And so by what Christie said to me and, you know, she's like, you're a great, um, you're a great intercept player. I know by having you will get bored, but I want to get you to a point where I can switch you on where you are getting intercepts or you're shutting down a one-on-one player that you don't even need to get bored, but you shut players you out of the game. Out the game. And, and she gave me all these other things, but I remember that was the one. And that's what Lisa had said to me again and again and again, I need to be a shutdown player. Um, and that was the reason. And it was so hard because when I said that, I was instantly she said that. I was like, Well, that's it. It's Collingwood. Yeah, your decision was made. It was made. And and then we relook at our pros and cons. And Collingwood is like less than half of a contract than oh, anyone yes. else has offered. Yeah. You know, like and and at that time money wasn't a thing because all I wanted and you being such a supportive wife was this is your goal, and you. This is why I love you, baby. Is you're always like your sporting career doesn't go forever.
1: You're gonna make hay while the sun shines. Yeah,
0: you know, and you were the breadwinner in our family. You brought in more money than I did, like with sport. So, but for us to move to Collingwood, you'd had to leave your job. We had to sell our house. Like, there's so many things that people don't know that we had to sacrifice to come here, and that's being an athlete. People don't need to know that stuff, but. It was so tough because we were, like, struggling, like, s- our first couple brutal. of years. It was brutal. And, but, like, it was still some of the best years of our life. Like oh, it really was. It was. And, it, like, yeah. it's, what's cool about it is, you know, I guess money isn't a thing. And, and you kept saying to me, that's fine. You can start at the bottom. But, bloody oath, you need to work your ass off so you can prove that you're not like a tier four player. player like you're you're one of the, the senior players in this group you like prove it to them mm. and so that like was my motivation all year now i am like how do i prove to them that i'm not a rookie and, mm. the, and it was cool because you've gone from a big fish in wa to now i'm like a little fish in victoria like so it was it was really cool it was challenging and i think i'm a better netballer for it i think mm. we've grown in our relationship we oh, we're it. a stronger
1: couple for um,
0: it. you know what got me though what <laughs> what really killed me is I remember we we flew over to WA and we're playing Fever and our walkout song, because obviously... um, Oh,
1: I remember this. People don't... Yeah, so
0: other teams get to choose your walkout song and Fever start playing money, money, money. And I was like, I just want to send them my contract like to be like, it wasn't that. And like, I love you guys, but it's money had nothing to do with it. It was how how am I going to be a better player? How Mm. am I going to get into this Diamonds team? And yeah, it was tough, but... Um, it's a, it's something you and I both don't look back at. It's something that we, you know, I think it didn't just it bring us sport. Graphic. It's brought me netball. It's brought me footy. It's brought us Louis. You yeah. know, there's so many things and um, it's a decision as much, as, hard as, was, as hard as it was, as hard as it was to tell Stacey face to face and, you know, I cried telling her. It. it was, yeah, a decision that I'm, I'm really proud we made. Mm, absolutely.
1: I think... Um It was incredibly hard moving from WA because that's where my entire life, my network and everything was and work. Um, But, yeah, the reason why we came was to change your game and I think it happened, Mm. Um, which kind of leads me to that, the Diamonds business, Um, because you just, we came, you started playing the best netball I have ever seen you play, yet you still didn't get into the Diamonds. Um, But something that I couldn't believe is, you know, I was a person that thought, well, if you're playing this good netball, don't you just get in? Mm. And you have taught me a very valuable lesson in persistence and perseverance um, because there was a point where the noise was getting louder and louder, all the external noise. How come Ash Brazil wasn't in the diamonds? Um, and you kept your powder dry and did not get um, kind of stirred up by that outside noise. But how did that feel for you at the time? Because you kept... For me, you kept a poker face throughout those
0: years. Yeah. um, (laughs) That's sport, isn't Mm. it? Like you can play the best you ever played, but sometimes it's just not good enough. Um, And, you know, it comes down to in the end, there's only three people if not one person that I need to impress and that's the coach and the other two selectors. And everyone else can say, you're in but it doesn't matter until them three think you're good enough and being a coach like you could have the best stats in the world you could be the best wing defense like i was playing wing defense i remember there was one year i was like surely i'm at least in the squad um and i didn't get listed in the squad because just because you know i had the most intercepts most deflections like my on, on paper i looked good but that didn't mean that the coach thought I could gel with the rest of the team. Like there's so many elements that come into it. And I think that's where um, it came down to me is like, yeah, obviously going to get frustrated, but it's what you do with that frustration. And for me, it just motivated me. Um, I knew that was always going to be my goal was to play for Australia. And, you know, I talked about playing for Australia and England when Renee um, got pregnant, but it wasn't, that wasn't my dress. I didn't feel like I debuted. I didn't feel like it was my team. So I wanted to feel like I had made it on my merit, not because someone fell pregnant or got injured. Um, so it was challenging, and and you know, poker face to the public. You saw me cry; like it was heartbreaking, mm. and I um, <clears throat> oh, still like I still get emotional about it because it was bloody hard. Um, and you, and you, it's really hard not to get um, caught up in what you're hearing the outside Mm. noise because you know why it felt so good having support it was also so that was probably the hardest thing Mm. because everyone else believes in me so why can't I get one person to believe in me and then you start hearing things well maybe it's this maybe it's that other things that's got nothing to do with netball and then you like those moments I started believing in it and Mm. I and I think that's what's great about my folks and you is, it was like, we'll just keep proving them wrong. Like, and you know, that's obviously my saying is like, be so good. They can't say no. But like when you've also got a family that and a support crew that believe in that as well and just keep saying, that's fine, let's just go again. Let's just go again. Um, It makes it a lot easier because I didn't feel alone Mm -hmm. in that. Um, But yeah, it was tough. It was so tough. But to be honest, then playing in the green and gold, it was bloody worth it. And mm. I don't think I would have loved it this much if I didn't have it, you know, like... The struggle to The struggle. The to struggle. Get it. Otherwise, yeah. it just wouldn't be like, great, I did it, done. Mm. But, like, I had a point to prove. Mm. Like, I was playing good netball and still couldn't get in. So it wasn't just my performance. I had to prove, and, like, Lisa and I have had these chats, like, I had to prove that I could work with Ravi. Ravi mm. was in the diamonds. So I had to prove that Ravi's game was better if I was there. Mm. Like, there were other elements.
1: Oh, I'll never forget that time. <clears throat> I think it's after the year you mentioned where your stats were awesome Mm. and you had that one on one meeting with Lisa. Mm. Um, Now, people are probably going to think our relationship
0: is weird, but I went to that meeting. Yeah, and and you had to, like, and like, as your supportive partner. Yeah. And, you know, I sound sound like a little kid because I had to bring my wife, but it got to a stage where I was that emotional. I needed you there just to calm me down. But you were awesome in that meeting. No, but it's but awesome or not. Like I was there for feedback and feedback only and I didn't want to break. Mm. Like I wanted to prove to Lisa, you're missing out if you don't have me. Mm. And and who am I to say I'm better than any other player? Because the players like that were in my position, You got like Gabby Simpson, Kate Maloney wasn't even in it and she's another player. I thought, why well, isn't she in it? She's great. Mm. Two players that I respect so highly and go... Far out. I'm competing against the best of the best, but, like, I want to be better than them. And to sit down and and have an open and honest chat with Lisa was probably, you know, the best thing that I could have done because you get to ask so many questions. You get to try and, like, well, what is it? What Mm -hmm. is it? And even if I took nothing out of that because it's things I've heard and heard and heard and heard again, well, I hope Lisa took out that I'm dead serious and I don't care how many times you say No. I am not signing this paper to say I don't want to be in this team because mm. I will go and go and go until I retire. Mm. And as long as I'm playing netball, my goal is to win a premiership and it's to play for Diamonds. And sometimes that doesn't happen, but
1: I've got ju- to have goals. Yeah, you've got to, and you've
0: got to. Why am I playing otherwise? Mm. I
1: think what I took out of that meeting was not being um, in a sporting environment, but in a professional workplace. I've never seen people just accept such brutal feedback. Um, in my kind of work environment, you kind of tiptoe, you have performance reviews, but athletes, you, everything about you is scrutinised. You know, what you eat, how you train, game day performances, and you absolutely accept everything because you've got to take that feedback on. Mm. But, yeah, I was in awe of how you did that. Um, I would probably ordinarily kind of want a bit of a debate but no, you were incredible in that meeting. Um, Thanks, babe. And so that meeting did actually didn't result in you getting back no, into the diamonds. No, I missed out the following year. Yeah, you missed out again. <laughs> um, I thought it was my presence that made might have made you miss out, but who knows? But then you did get into the diamonds.
0: So tell us about that. Yeah. So um, what year was it? Actually, was it 2019? Yes. Um, so 2019 um, had a, we played um netball the last four games and like like netball happens right and like season after season you have good moments bad moments but there's moments that you remember 2019 we were out like Collingwood were done and dusted there There was no
1: chance no
0: chance like we were like we're gonna have to win every single game and Mm -hmm. back then it was like you needed to get extra points by winning the quarter. Oh, so the bonus points. The bonus yes. points. And, and that's what threw us out early because we would win games, but we'd only win the qu- like that quarter, which made us win the game. So we, some teams were winning games, walking away with eight points. We were walking away with the game only with five points. So it was – we had a lot of making up to do. In the last four games, we had some – heavy like we found out the best news ever. April was pregnant. So that was – but I think that lifted the team because we are so excited for AP. Um, we had some unfortunate news with Rob's mum being really ill and then a few weeks later passing away. Um, Rob wasn't with us so mm-hmm. he he stayed Rightly back with so. his mum um, 100%. Like he definitely needed to do that. Um, and just all other things. Like things just kept happening. Like it was just like you could write a book about it. It was a perfect storm
1: right after yeah. that
0: season. And the best thing with us, like that year, whenever something happened and we were emotional, we won. And so like the last four games, there was so much emotion and like it kind of, the pressure kind of came off us and like, we wanted to win for Rob. We Mm -hmm. wanted to win for Rob's mum and Kate and Richo were so passionate like that. Their passion drove us like, and um, the last four games, like we were just on fire. Like I remember Rav went back to wing defense, I went to center. Um, That seemed to work. Um, Oh, Kelsey did her knee. So everyone was emotional about that. Then we started playing for Kelsey. Like, Swifts were on top. They hadn't lost a game. We beat them. Um, the Vixens game was our last game, and we needed to win all four quarters.
1: Oh, this game. To, my God, um, I
0: aged. Yeah, <laughs> we needed to win all four quarters to make the finals. Unfortunately, it was our grand final because we played, like... It was incredible. It was the best game. It was incredible. And, and the best game I've ever been a part of. Mm. Like, and... The reason I say it's one hundred percent, hands down, the best game I've ever played and probably will ever play, is because there was four games in one game. Mm. Like every quarter was a different game, and so like we would get emotional. And like I remember, like first quarter we won. And I was like, yeah, like fist pumping. Like I was so excited because we're like, I just were like, I rated rated the Vixen so high. I was like, this is just going to be a bloody miracle if we even get get a quarter, you know. And so the first, one I'm like, okay, we can do this. Then they just kept going and going and going until like the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, we won it, and I wish I wish We've that was the, the best grand photos final from that game. Yeah, and it was it was crap because the following week, obviously Vixens pumped us. But um, it's a game I'll never forget, and yeah, a lot of learnings from me. That game was, you know, I play with my heart on my sleeve, and I play when I'm playing well. Oh, I play when I'm playing well. I'm happy and I'm excited, and you know um, that was, and I play more than just me or the team so for me it's now finding those things but the lead up to that i think is what then got me the opportunity um lisa saw me out of wing defense she saw me in center so my mm-hmm. game had just changed instantly because yes. i've now gone from a one position player to now i can play two mm-hmm. um, which you
1: always could
0: always but could but we didn't been, have that opportunity yes. and and also now you've seen me in center winning mm. games mm. so that there, there's two different things um And then, yeah, Lisa, I remember Lisa calling me and I missed the call, which wasn't great. Which Um, is not unusual. Yeah, listen, I'm not great on my phone. Or email or text. (laughs) And and life was already great. Like we'd won those four games in a row. You were pregnant. Like life for me, like diamonds didn't even matter anymore Mm. because the one thing I've ever wanted in life was to be a mum and we were doing that. So I remember I was driving, got out of the car, filled the petrol up. And in that time of feeling the petrol up, Lisa calls me. So I've just forgotten about the whole Diamonds. I was thinking, oh, my God, she's calling me. Maybe she needs, like, a training partner or something. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, do I call her back? Listen to the voice message. It's just like...
1: Doesn't give anything away. Nothing.
0: Like, and also, like, the way she was talking and I was like, she's probably telling me, one, I'm not in again, or two... They just need a training partner for well, the just bigs. give up yeah. raz give up just mate you're old stop <laughs> and um yes yeah, so i called her back and she told me I'll, i was in and she was so good she's like i know you've you've worked really hard for this like you've pushed me and pushed me and like like i've done it and and talked about how i played been playing in center and like as a diamond they'll be looking at me as a wing defense center and all of this stuff and it was pretty quick cause she had to like call everyone else um and like I just went quiet when she said it and like one I knew it wasn't a joke I knew she was serious but I didn't even know how to feel because and I was just like what is happening like whoa yeah, like I'm there and I'd already checked out of her conversation because I wanted to call you I wanted to call Mum. I wanted to call Rob I wanted to call Richard I wanted to tell everyone that I w- I don't even know what how Lisa and I ended the conversation. You probably hung up. Yeah, I probably <laughs> did. No, but, yeah, she did and was like, oh, it's good to hear, like, you're pre- I didn't cry, but I was like, oh, I don't, I'm lost for words. Like, um, so I think, yeah, I think she obviously knew it meant a lot to me. And mm. um, Well, I'll
1: never forget when you rang me, you actually pretended like you weren't in the team and Lisa had called about something and I just got so worried. I said, honey, I'll leave work right now. Where are you? I'll come straight away. <laughs> And then you told me you got in and I didn't
0: know how to feel either. Yeah, you were just as awkward as I was. I was so awkward. I did leave work that day. Yeah, no, it was good. And, like, um, it was nice. The best part about it was knowing I did it. Mm. You know, like, I I trained hard. It didn't matter how many setbacks that I got. Um, And, like, I I talk about Melbourne being the best move ever, but I, I do have times where I feel guilty that I've taken you away from family. I've taken you away from all your friends and now you've just got me and netball here, you know? Like, so it has been hard away from the, like the court for us because like we've just got each other. We don't mm. have any family, um, our friends. Well, you are, need to stop that. No, but that's, but it felt like, this is what I'm t- saying. Like it was the first time where I could breathe because I was like, we've it was done it. worth it. it. it yeah, we've yeah. done what we, we came here to do and... Mm.
1: Um, I feel like And Melbourne, Melbourne, we've done more. Yeah, like, we're know. living our best life yeah. over so,
0: here. Diamonds so yeah. or no diamonds. Yeah, 100%. And that's where I think where I got to. And yeah. that's like when, we, when I did play for the Diamonds in that time, it was the best because... I, and it probably... It, you know what? It, I reckon it had to happen that way because if I had played at the Diamonds before then, I was so serious. Mm. Like everything had to be right. And if it wasn't, I'd crack. Where that time when I was at Diamonds, it just felt like an added bonus. Like I just was having fun. Those four games were so much fun. Getting yeah. to know the girls was awesome and like you were pregnant. So you were traveling bloody Australia with being 35 weeks pregnant, you know, like in yeah, New just, Zealand. We just yeah, got like, so it was cool because it was more than just.
1: So those four, four games were the Constellation Cup. So you played two in New Zealand and then you played two in Australia, one in Sydney and one in Perth, which was your favorite
0: game perth hands down
1: that was my favorite too (laughs) why was it your
0: favorite because like i know we're not i'm not playing for fever anymore but perth to me even when i play there as a collingwood athlete it's still my home ground and i love the fans i don't care if they're cheering for me if they're booing for me they're just so passionate yeah um and it's you know it's where my where my journey started so i remember running out and like my name being called and like the crowd got excited and cheered. And, but the best moment was when I went from, um, wing defense to center in um, the third quarter. I thought
1: I was going to give birth. <laughs> it was that exciting. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest,
0: if I can this, I've got two sporting moments that will stick with me forever. And this was one of them. Um, and this was, I remember it was, I think it was like, well, oh, halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> and I remember, um jamie lee for us standing up warming up and i was like she's taking me off
1: well yeah you were on at wd at the time
0: yeah, yeah. i was like i'm off anyway the time calls so i automatically walked to the sideline pulled my bib off
1: but can i stop you what 30 seconds before then time was called in that 30 seconds i think you took about
0: three into. two seconds oh, i got three yeah i was like i was like just get better brads like lift your game <laughs> and i remember like and then lisa's like you're going into centre. And I was like, okay, so put the centre bib on. And I remember as I walked out, like, the crowd erupted. The rule. Like, oh, oh I've never heard anything like it. And um, it's funny because as an athlete, you try to be cool. <laughs> I'm, like, walking out going, oh, my God. Like, my yeah, whole incredible. body was exploding. But, like, I had to poker face on. And I remember going, like, waving my arms, like, to calm down to, like, I don't think it was, like, chez in... Um, wing attack Gretel uh, like goal attack because I was like just calm down like I was doing that to them but it was to me really because I was like they're cheering right now and I've got the center pass I'm probably going to throw it away (laughs) so I was like just get the first pass away and um yeah like that was unreal one because we're playing in WA the raw was amazing but I got to play on Laura Langman like Mm. I've I've played Laura Langman as her being centre, me, wing defence, so we come across each other. But centre v centre, playing against the best netballer to ever touch the court, I'm about to play against her, Australia versus New Zealand. Like, that's any kid's dream. Absolutely. And I'm doing that right here, right now. And the crowd's going nuts. Like, yeah, it was cool. And we won. Like, we won the Constellation Cup. Um, We were um, 2-1 down going into that game. So to win and win convincingly, um, yeah, it was awesome.
1: Um, well, as your wife and sitting with your family in that moment, we felt like that roar, it was it made up for all the frustration and the angst and the emotion of never making it for all of those years and we just felt like the crowd were roaring with us. Yes, we're there. We did it. Um, no, it was pretty incredible. That we all awesome. had goosebumps. So thank
0: you, WA crowd, because you're unreal. Go WA. Keep cheering for me. <laughs>
1: um. So we've talked about Collingwood, how then you got into diamonds, but at Collingwood, that's when your worlds collided and footy came back on the scene, which actually was kind of interlinked with not making it into diamonds. Um, So how did you then, I know the story, but obviously we're here to share. So you got into footy. How did that come about?
0: Um, So first year at Collingwood, when I I did sign, I remember Christy saying to me before I signed, listen, like there is an AFLW side. Would you ever be interested in doing both if the opportunity came presented, Christy? Thinking this is what's going to bring Brazzi over. I didn't care about footy, but I was like, yeah, cool. Meanwhile, writing it in my notebook. I never forget, Christy said this. <laughs> she seemed okay with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> she seemed great. Um, and yeah, I remember. So my first year, um, I did well. Um, I got I think runner-up MVP at the club, and um, the team did well. We made finals. Um. And I just, I just loved nipple. Like it was, I remember my first year, like it was tough, but I just loved it. I loved mm. everything about it. And I think cause it was new. Like I'm someone, I just need new stuff because then I've got the joy comes back all over again. Um, so yeah, I, I was loving it. Um, and then, you know, I think, well, Christy assumed I'd make the diamonds. I was hoping I made the diamonds and Christy, I said to Christy, if I don't, cause she was so confident, right? was so confident. And um, I remember you and I, we watched the – we went to the um, opening game with Collingwood versus Carlton in the, AFL the w, first AFLW. The The lockout. The lockout. And I remember watching it and I was so jealous. And, like, I'm not a jealous person. I reckon it's the first time ever I've ever been jealous. I don't jealous. think you've ever had something to be no. jealous over. And I was just like, I can play footy. Like, why am I not out there? Mm-hmm. And I was like – and I was looking at the crowd and I'm like, netball has never had a crowd like this. Like, and we, I've worked my whole life to get here and I've never experienced this. And I was watching the girls and all I could think about was like, oh, I just want to play footy. Like, I want to go back there. I want to play footy. And I remember you turning to me going, do you want to be out there? And I was like, 100%. That's that's what I want. Like, um, but didn't click because I obviously wasn't in it. And I just assumed I'm playing netball. I can't play footy. Anyway, so... Christy's assuming I'm going back. Christy is assuming I can play, I'm going to make the Diamonds. And I just put the comment out to her like, well, Christy, if I don't make Diamonds, the Diamonds squad, not the team, can I play footy? Of course you can, Braz, because she had no doubt that I was... Going to make the gonna, Diamonds. Yeah, not going to make it. She's like, she's in. Like, I've got nothing to worry about here. And I remember we were in WA at the time, season's over. Um, I knew the day Lisa was going to call and... As all athletes do, I had my phone there. Ready. I was like, Please call me. And then I had a call from Chrissy, like in the afternoon, and she's like, "Hey, mate, how you going?" It's like good. She's like, "So Lisa's called all the Diamonds players, like so, like you know, you've missed out." And I uh, like, I was like, "Okay, yep, no worries, that's fine. Like, let's just win a premiership next year. Like, I'm pretty sure that was my comment back." And then got off the phone and bawled my eyes out. Yeah, I remember. Like, I reckon, I don't know why. That was the hardest one, the first mm. one. I don't know why, like, because the other one should have been harder. Because that's that, what we moved to Melbourne for. Yeah, and that's probably why. You right. had your yeah. mission. Yeah, and I thought I was ticking the right boxes. That's and, right. Um, so I was shattered. And it only lasted 24 hours because I remember going to bed and that, that was in my mind. Well, Christy said I can play footy. Mm. Like, all right, well. And I remember you questioning, questioning me this because you're like, you can't just play footy to hide being upset for netball. Mm. Like, let it drive you, don't hide it kind of thing. And, w- and we had that chat and I was like, no, it's not. Like, why keep two doors closed when I can open one of them? And um, anyway, the next day I called Christy and I was like, and she goes, I know what's coming. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. And I was like, okay. And she's like, Brazzy, I just I honestly thought you were going to make it, mate. Like, I, and I, you're not playing footy. <laughs> and I was like, hold up. Like, Let's be real here. And she had the same thought as you. Like, I'm just doing it mm. to piss off Netball Australia. And that was never the intention. And I remember writing her a letter and, and being like, this is how my netball, this is how my footy journey started. This is what it means to me. Yeah, this
1: isn't coming from left to
0: field. Yeah. And, and I, it's not like I can't play. Mm. Like, give me a footy. I'll prove I can play. Um, we had big chats. And, and it, it got big. Like, it went from, like, her to then, like, the CEO of the club, I'm pretty sure, like, they had to talk to Netball Australia. Um, obviously, footy at the time was a massive conflict with Netball Australia because it was a new women's mm. sport on the scene. Yep. It was tough; like, it took three months to get it approved.
1: Uh, you also wrote Lisa Alexander an email, which yeah, I thought Lisa, was really
0: good. And um, yeah, the high performance of Netball Australia, just like because I didn't want, I didn't want to annoy anyone, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to do something that I've always wanted to do, mm. like, and and something that. Like, the joy footy brings me, I can't even describe. Like, it's just, it's like I was born to do it. Like, yeah. it's a weird thing. Like, it's it's just weird. And I hadn't played at that level. So, I was like, yeah, I can play. I don't know if I can play this good, but I can play.
1: Give me a go. Yeah, just go. Give, give me the
0: footy. And um, anyway, I was talking to Wayne about it, who was the, the AFLW coach at the time. And we went through the process. And because I'd played footy secretly in um, WA... I, I didn't fit the rookie status because you had to have three years out of the game. But right. whenever Fever finished, I played at least five games of AFLW in WA. Do you want me to put my tires right now? But is <laughs> no. that when you got rookie of the year? not, babe. And then um, so, yeah, I was like, nah, I can play. And like Wayne had heard about how I, could, how I played footy before and he was like, no, nah, no, nah, let's try and make this a thing. And then we realised very quickly because then I heard from a few different clubs that I Potentially couldn't play for another club because I'm already contracted at Collingwood and the conflict that it would bring. um, So it would only work. Logistics would be crazy. Yeah, it would only work if Collingwood had drafted me. Anyway, so you you and I like because they were so dead keen about it. We assumed I'd get drafted early so hmm. no one else could touch me. We'd
1: never experienced a draft
0: before. We didn't no. really know I didn't,
1: what, uh, and like how people Netball, managed it.
0: Netball's so different where we choose where we go. Yeah. We're footy, you've just got no say in it. you just got to hope that the team you want picks you up. And so I remember we, we, we escaped when we went down to Torquay and we watched the draft on our phone. And, um, and we were like, pick two comes and not nah, Chloe Malloy. Yep, that's cool. She's, she's that a, was gun, a good pick. What a great <laughs> pick. Like I'd pick her up instantly. And then you go again, and it's like, all right, Jordan Allen, another all right, very good pick. And this is the thing: there are bloody good picks, but I'm like, another team's going to pick me up. Another team's going to pick me up. Like, and I, and at this stage, I was so mad. I was like, well, if another team picks me up, we're just going to go play footy. Like, I was so I was stressing. Yeah, and then, um, and like, little did we know, like, we knew, like, no one was going to pick me up because they knew it'd be too hard. And also, I wouldn't be able to play for them, so yeah. it was pointless even trying to pick me up. Anyway, Colin picked me up at pick thirty five and um oh that was just so special like that was incredible. Oh it was unreal and and just a I guess a different experience of both of us because we're used to as Nepal, like I said, making the call. Mm. So we know at what point we decide yes. Where you're waiting the whole time. Well, are they being real? Mm. Did did they say do they, do they really want me? That
1: must be everyone's draft experience yeah. there, you know. And, and and like, uh, you now get you. it.
0: Yeah. And you also like, I think where the AFLW is good is you, you still can pick for the state. Like imagine being yeah. a men's player. You're Just a 17-year-old kid in Victoria getting picked up with the Eagles. Like mm. you don't get a choice if you now moving to the other side of Australia. Like mm. it's pretty full on. No. But so lucky that I have that opportunity where I get to do both.
1: And then your first year you did your hammy. So you only played a couple of games. Um, I thought you were exceptional in those few games. But your second season, you actually played majority of games, yeah?
0: Yeah, I played every game except for one because mm-hmm. I got concussed. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was um, it was good because no one thought I could do it, you know, mm. and I think when I did my hammer, year one, it was like, there you go, we told you you couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, and the um, naysayers, yeah. And then the, the following year, like, I had a really good season, and and that was just down to okay, I'm the first athlete at the club to ever do two sports, mm. and I did a hundred percent of both.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Everyone thought that maybe there'd be some concessions made yeah. on the
0: other side. No, so during um, the AFL W season, I was doing a full netball preseason, mm. and a netball preseason, like, everyone always asked me the question, what's harder, netball or footy? 100% netball like netball for me and it's probably different for everyone netball the agility the training load we have to do like the stop the start the go the sprint the contact like it's full on mm. like you can't hide there's a team of 10 you can't hide you can't have an off day because if you have an off day it is so obvious you and then stand it's so out contagious of a rotation. yeah we're yeah. footy there's 30 of us like you have and also The oval's so big. When it's in the forward line and I'm in the back line, you get a rest. Like, it's just different. Um, So to do all of that um, at once, you know, everyone's like, oh, it must be so hard. I was loving life. Oh, you're a freak. No, but I get two sports. I get to play two sports. Like, one, I was excited to challenge my body and see what my body could do. But two, I got to do two different sports where – Oh, you know, Monday netball's probably annoyed me, but it's okay because Monday night I'm playing footy. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday, oh, footy's probably annoying me, but oh, now I get to play netball. Like I had such a good balance that even things that would annoy me if I was just playing the one, it didn't matter. It just seemed so little because... You had the other as an outlet. Yeah, so um, it's the best thing. And I think footy for me, it's definitely helped my netball career. I think... um, it, and I found it funny, like, the first couple of years, it'd be like, you know, look how fit, like, Mo Hope is. She's lost eight kilos. She's looking really fit. And I was like, when's the day they're going to be like, oh, Ash Braz, like, she's a tank, She just put on five kilos. Like I, You t- got so heavy so as soon you
1: started playing footy. And I've stayed
0: heavy. Yeah. Like, so, you know, my playing weight with netball used to be 63 and now my playing weight at netball is 69. Like, so, it's, That's, it's, uh, it's massive. Kilos, kilos yeah. yeah. And so, like, it's it's yeah i think if i was like that at fever it would have been different because you know we're training in the heat and all mm. that but for me like and this is one thing christy was saying to me as my netball head coach like well if you do this you need to put on this amount of muscle because you need to be able to protect yourself and and that's just carried over to making me a better netballer because like i'm, I'm one of the smaller bodies in netball where i would get thrown around you're playing the likes of kim green who is my height but she's just so strong I'd get a hit and I'd be in the circle where the last couple of years playing both I was able to hold my ground. Your strength and was incredible. Yeah, so that just – and it completely changed how I played mm-hmm. the game and, and for the better. Like I've now been able to make the diamond side. Mm. Um,
1: well,
0: 2019
1: when you played pretty much that
0: full season except for the concussion game that you stood out,
1: that was the year you made All-Australian for footy as well? Yeah, and, and it netball. coincided with yeah. the netball Di- Australian diamonds Yeah, year. It was a fun year. Which was like yeah. – do you know what? 2019 it was my favourite year. Was yeah. why we came to Melbourne. Yeah, like you just achieved it all.
0: If we can have a few more of those. It'd be lovely. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right. And we fe- that's when we got pregnant. It was just yeah all awesome. Year. Yeah. Um, and then 2020 came and you did your ACL.
0: Yeah. Sport, right? Like
1: absolutely the one game. So I pretty much go everywhere with that. (laughs) Um, And this one game I didn't go. You never missed a game. Yeah, that was the first game I'd ever missed. I had Louis, who was only six weeks old at the time, Mm -hmm. at home. I think it was an evening game and I was just that nervous new parent. How's he going to go with a night game? Mm. Um, So I'm sitting there and my phone starts going off. Oh, actually, the neighbour came over to have a chat. Um, So I paused the game and you were playing. It was Melbourne at Marvel and pause it for maybe five minutes, come back inside, watching the game. I had Louis asleep. It was in that nice moment when you've got time for you. And my phone starts going off with, like, sad faces and I oh, hope everything's okay. And then Rose, your mum, calls. She goes, is everything okay with Ash? And I said, why? And I just knew something bad must have happened. So I've stopped the TV and... Um, and she said, "Oh, she's something's happened to her." And I said, "Well, <laughs> Rose, <leg> fell off." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, what's happened?" She goes, I, "I think she's really badly injured." I said, "Rose, I've got to get off the phone." I was probably the rudest daughter-in-law you've ever met. And I was like, "I'm getting off the phone because the club will try and call me. I'm sure of it." And I hung up. No sooner had I hung up than I was speaking to, I think it was Jack, and yeah. um, the team. Yeah, Sports Psych. Probably the best person to speak to me in that moment was a psychologist. <laughs> um, <laughs> And she rang me and just said, listen, this is what's going on. Um, And I said, well, I'd meet you straight at Epworth and picked up the sleeping baby, threw him in the car and met you at Epworth. But, um, yeah, how did you explain on your side what was going on? Because that's what happened on my
0: side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, obviously I did my knee. I did everything you could do to your knee. Um, Yeah, just a weird moment. Um, I think, yeah, doing your knee and like at the time as it happened, I remember, like, there was no pain instantly and which could be, like, you know, a millisecond. It felt like I had all the time in the world, like, at least a minute to think about what had happened. And I remember, like, my knee came out and it was, like, a click, crash, bang, like, there were so many different noises and I remember just hitting the deck and holding my knee and, and, like, this was a thought, like, and it still haunts me. Like, I was, like, okay, this is what a knee feels like and I was so calm. Like, okay, this is what a knee feels like. I've done my knee. No bullshit, Ash. Like, that's what you've done. And While then I, you were
1: still on the field, this thought was... I cr- was on the ground. The like, yeah, right.
0: I'm pretty sure at this stage the ball is getting handballed over my head. They're kicking a goal. And I was like... And then I started thinking, okay, I'm going to miss netball. It's a year off. It's okay. I'll just rehab it really well. But, it, like... And, like, I was so calm about it for about, in my mind, a minute. It was probably only a millisecond. And then the pain hit. I've seen the replays. There was a hell of a lot of screaming. Nah, yeah. so right. Well, the thing you missed all of that because they were kicking a goal. That's where the camera was, and then um, oh, and then the pain. Oh, like unbelievable pain. Um, and I don't even know if it was the pain or just the sheer shock, mm. um, which like really got me. And then I remember Sam was our doctor was holding my hand. And he's like, "You good? You good?" And um, I was like, "My legs out." It's out. And he's like, just straighten it. And I was like, do not touch me. Like, and then he's like, okay. And then I think we were able to straighten it. It wasn't out. It did go out, but it came back in. And I just said to him, you need to call Brooke. Because at that stage, all I could think about was like, oh, my God, Brooke's watching this.
1: Fortunately, that
0: night, I didn't. I know. It's just, no wonder I did my knee. Thanks for the support. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, that's all I cared about because... And I think, you know, I think being, becoming a mum to Louie is... ..that you guys were my world and that's all I cared about. And I just thought if anything ever happened to you or Louie and I had to watch it and not be there, I would die. Mm. Like, I just couldn't cope. So I was like, Corbrook, tell her I'm, I'm fine, even though I was not fine. <laughs> um, I didn't think the whistle was working, but apparently it was. I was saying some funny things. But... Yeah. Like as much as it sucks doing an ACL, just the learnings I've got out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. um, just me appreciating sport all over again, you know, got to a point where I was like, this is just a hard slog and, and having Louis, like, I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to go to training. Like the best thing that's ever happened to you and I was at home and I was leaving to go to training. Like, I didn't want to train like, and so, yeah, things happen for a reason, um, you know, obviously 2020 happened and COVID hit, the world blew up. So that um, if you're going to do an injury, that's the year to do an injury. Um, but, you know, by doing a knee, I got to learn how to be a parent with you together. It wasn't just you and me at training. Like we got to, we, there's so many things we got to experience because I did my knee. Um, I got to train in a different way. I got my whole body went backwards. Like I didn't even look like an athlete there for a while. Oh, you were so skinny. And then I got to rebuild my body into an athlete I've never been before. I got to think about what my weaknesses were. How could I turn them into strengths? Um, I was, yeah, two sports. What do I want to come back as? At the time, I just thought I remember saying to Julian, who was my surgeon, and looking at him dead in the eye like, well, what sport, this is before I did my, before I had my operation, what sport do you think I can come back to? Is netball too hard on my knees or is getting tackled too hard on my knees? What is it? And I was expecting him because he told me all everything I did to it. I was like, there's no way I'll play sport again. And he's like, mate, I'll make your knee great. Like you can play both. And it was at that moment and I was like, oh, well, if my surgeon believes I can play both sports, then I can play both again. And, and just to have someone believe in me that I could do that. Um, yeah it was good it was obviously hard times I think um, doing your uh, knee rehab um, in COVID is not ideal and um, when you can't see a physio and your team have relocated to Brisbane and um, I think yeah the hardest thing for me as an athlete in that time was not having a team because Mm -hmm. when you're injured and I've had plenty of injuries before it's hard like You've got to still rock up to training day in, day out, and like especially with netball. You can't miss a session no matter what injury it is. Even if you're out for the year, you still have to be there. Um, You still train. You do – they could be on the court, but then you're on a bike or you're boxing and depending what injury it is. And you you don't feel a part of it. But now I'm like, you're still a part of it because you're there. Mm -hmm. Because when I did my knee, it honestly felt like I retired. And I kept saying to you, like, Mm -hmm. have I retired? Like, am I retiring? Because – I'm not hearing from anyone, like there's games going on and that's, yeah, I guess that's what happens. But it really shook me up because I, I honestly, like there was times there I was like, it's, it's probably easier to retire, mm. but I didn't want that to be my last game. And I'm so glad it wasn't. I'm so glad that I had that opportunity to get back this year and play footy because um, footy this year was great. But there was, there was moments there where um, I think both of us struggled through COVID and um, you being my my only supporter through a knee rehab for the first seven months was bloody tough.
1: I actually think now you can look back um, and say this, but at the time it was brutal, but it was actually a blessing in disguise because mm. we just got just the time with Louis and that was incredible despite it felt like at times having two newborns, you could barely even <laughs> so get very, around the house. Yeah. Um, and we literally had a new, newborn. Um, but, like, you were there for his first of everything. Yeah. And ordinarily as an athlete you or well, even as, as a parent as a yeah, parent, you would have missed all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, Louis, I actually thought during lockdown because we were in Melbourne um, and no one, if you didn't live in Victoria, you do not understand how hard last year was. Yeah. Um, but I thought that Louis might be the boy that grew up in the lounge room um, and he would be missing out. But I remember mum saying to me, no, he's not missing out on anything because he's got two parents 24 7, mm. and he did. And I think mm. he's the most gorgeous little boy because of it.
0: But um, it's a real mum talking
1: there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing was that we had our spare room converted to a gym, mm. and our landlords are our neighbours, so they were okay with that. But I'll never forget, you would wake up every morning, you'd go in there, you'd do your gym, you did your rehab. I couldn't, I didn't know whether this where the determination was coming from. Um, but you did set your mind to bringing your body back in a whole new way and changing the athlete you were. And that's one thing, you always set a mission and you did, you've come back in, in incredible shape. So no, nah, it was a blessing in disguise, I reckon, that right. year.
0: Yeah, and that's not the thing, right? You, at the time, it's never like, oh, it's meant to be, but I think, yeah, it had to happen. And like, even just for my career, like I feel now, like I haven't done a knee. Like Absolutely I feel like, not like um, a Do you lot reckon of people it's lengthened
1: your career, giving yeah, you a year of rest.
0: Yeah, like it's yeah. What I was about to say is, I think like I'm not young. I, I feel like I'm young, and I don't think yeah, my brain doesn't believe I'm I'm 30, but I am, and I think by doing my knee, having a full 12 months off, like no athlete gets out unless you're injured but by having that and not having to do your traditional rehab where you're in the club more times than you normally would be and just being at home with you guys like it's been the best thing for my body being and not just my body like my mind because i got to just forget about sport i just got to be a parent i got to be a wife i got to be able to be there to support you support louis and who knows like i could have retired this year but now i feel like i've got Five years left in me, at least. Like I feel mm. so good, and I'm, yeah. Hopefully, I've got that long. But it's nice to, to not feel, oh, I'm close to retiring. Mm.
1: Um. So then, what, what did it feel like your first game back? Were you nervous to come back to footy? Did you want to come back to netball first?
0: Yeah. So, um, I knew the answer yourself. So yeah. I, I can't let you ask the question. Um. Yeah. Like to be honest, I, I was rocking up to footy training thinking. I'm not going to play a game by choice or I, I honestly, because I didn't really start my actual rehab properly with a physio until seven months, I thought there's no way I'll get back in time. You and ready. when I saw Adriana, my physio, she's like, Whoa, you're so far behind. And I was like, my quad was nothing like, and I was only doing what I could in my spare room. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have the right weights to, to do anything. So, um, when we got to that seven month mark, I, I originally thought I'd play footy, and then I was like, "No way!" And I was—I said to Adriana, "I don't want to play until I'm 110 percent. Don't bring me back at 99. Like, I want to be back that first game thinking people will think I haven't had a year off. Like, and that if that meant playing through the VFL, if that meant not playing footy and only playing netball, it was what it was. Like, um, and then I remember I felt there was a point. And this is probably where I felt most, most frustrated is I was like, I'm ready. And I, they held me back because like, nah, when you're ready, you've still got a bit more to go. So footy for me was like, I honestly just thought I wasn't going to play because for footy, footy's new for me. I still have to have my eyes completely wide open when I'm doing moves. Things, a lot of it comes natural, but there's still things that don't come natural. Where netball, I could play with my eyes closed. So I was like, at least I know... I guess I can do you know things to moves. protect my body. Where well, it was great with Adrian. She's like, we well, don't want that. You just want to be able to play both like that. And we, yeah, we got to a stage with footy where I could do, but I could come back. And yeah, I was let go and I was allowed to play. And um, yeah, it was great. It felt like I hadn't missed a game, so it was nice. And and the girls were playing great. Like we were looking like we would make finals, which we did. And I, like. When you've got a team like you have, like my footy team, I just love them. Aren't they amazing? They're every single individual, they're they're a hundred percent themselves, mm. they're unique, they're perfect in every single way. Like I love them to bits. And when you've got something like that, when it's bigger than the sport and you, you wanna come to training, not just to train, but to just to hang out with these amazing women, that's why I wanted to play. Because mm. I wanted to be a part of what they had, what we were building and The only way i could actually truly feel a part of that was on the field and and to be a part of it and and the best moment for me was holding louis after a game singing the song with him with the girls i was was like best yeah i was like this is this here is why i play sport i feel like
1: even louis and this is having a mum moment he (laughs) knew the enormity of that moment the fact that you'd finally came back yeah and he was out there on the field which was everything that you've ever wanted to be a mum and playing sport. No, it's well, he was just very a different special. kid that day. I feel like he picked up on it. Yeah,
0: no, it yeah. is very good.
1: But there is someone you need to thank because not only was Adriana awesome, but you had Paulie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So Paulie was your own personal trainer, who just turned you from a chicken. Oh, not league. just
0: my trainer, he was like buddy he, he was, was my sports psych, my trainer, my best mate he's and and still to this day is one of the best my best mates and someone i'll never take for granted and um i think will be in our life forever so yeah to the team like adriana and paulie who got me back and and like i said in a better headspace than i um left it i think is yeah for those two people brought me back so fingers crossed um i can like I used to play netball. I think coming up to round one, I'm a little bit nervous, but super excited. I saw the practice match; looked okay. Yeah, let's wait and see till the real thing happens. Oh god! Well, H- how did you feel being on um, being the host?
1: Oh, today. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'll get. Uh, next week I will get a call up, <laughs> but I enjoyed just chatting with you.
0: No, I did too. Um, I really appreciate you being on the show and and hosting. I, I definitely do want it back, but. Um, you were on here because you know me sometimes better than I know myself and I wanted people, I think, p- when people see me, they know they get the package deal if it's me and you. So to, to have you on here and have my best friend, my wife, my life partner, my rock, um, yeah. Hopefully people got a lot out of it and uh, you're the best, babe.
1: Thanks so much.
0: You have to fist pump because that's how I sign oh, out. Is that how you do yeah. it?
1: Okay, great. Is that why Louis fist pumps that's all the That's why Louis time? fist pumps. Oh, good one. i